Imagine all of your professional or career goals coming true, and you built a business that had a great brand and employed hundreds or thousands of people. But within a span of a few short years, it was completely gone. That's what's happening in American business these days, and we want to know why. Welcome to Brandology Podcast, where we discuss the rise and fall of great brands. It's your culture, finances, marketing, and leadership. It's your brand. Protect it. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the episode, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. Like my Las Vegas shirt. Yeah, it's great, dude. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to uh, Brandology Podcast. Uh, Today's special guest is Jeff Hall, um, Director of Business Development with Vsoft and a leader in the IT space uh, throughout the Midwest. Jeff, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here today. Great. So, um, you know, just starting off from the top, um, can you just tell everybody kind of what you do? Sure. I work with VSoft Consulting here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm on the sales side of the tracks. Uh, my main goals are educating companies, um, medium, large enterprise on uh, our competencies, which are staffing, uh, labs area division, which kind of uh, encompasses uh, service now, artificial intelligence, application development, and then infrastructure, which is our, our cabling uh, division. So I'm out there talking to companies, just educating them again on who we are, uh, what we can deliver, and if there's a fit. Uh, and I've been doing this for VSoft for two years now. Excellent, excellent. So um, tell us a little bit kind of what VSoft is, kind of, you know, what the company is about and, you know, when it was founded type thing. Sure. So... VSoft was created by Perna Veer, who is our president, and Radhika, who is our CEO, and also Perna's wife. So we are a woman-owned minority business. Uh, they created the company 23 years ago, and I've had the pleasure of knowing Perna, I guess, 10-plus years now. Uh, our children went to school together, and that's how we met. It was a much smaller company back then, uh, guessing probably in the 10 to $12 million range. Today, we're sitting around $150 million. So he's grown the company um, rapidly. Uh, a lot of that is by acquisition. So our company today, uh, we have locations across the country, uh, ranging from Denver, Atlanta, up to Chicago, and then headquartered in Louisville, Toronto, South America, and then quite a few folks in India, where Pern is from. And uh, I spoke earlier about our core competencies. You know, the, the company was created as an IT staffing company, and um, we've done a heck of a job. You know, we're ranked number 15 in the nation. And then our labs division, which is somewhat new, uh, really centers around our ServiceNow practice and the uh, artificial intelligence, which is kind of the buzzword today. Um, with that is our own chatbot that we've created, Vera. Uh, we do a lot of AWS work. We're a, a large partner there and a lot of uh, specialized application development. And then the cabling, which is design and implementation, a lot of times for enterprise companies. Excellent. So um, That's great. Un un unfortunately, also in the studio today is Mark Mosher, 
who's my co yeah, well, thank, and, thank, uh, thank you for recognizing David. Thank and, and I do know that both of you guys go, <laughs> go way back. You and Mark go, go way back as I understand it, right? Both being in the we Louisville, do. yeah, both, both being in the Louisville, Kentucky metro area. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Jeff, just uh, from, from our personal experience, I know you've always had a great deal of involvement with, with nonprofits uh, and a lot of social and, and uh, civic causes. But I, I also know that uh, Vsoft is, is very well known for their, their local involvement and their, their causes um, that they do on an organizational level. You know, what are some of the, the, the causes that you guys are involved in? And I, I can think of a couple that maybe you can let, let the uh, audience know as well. Sure. Uh, Prina and Rodica are both very uh, immersed in our community in Louisville and, and the other offices as well. They have a philanthropic uh, VSOFT CARES. So here locally, I can speak to it because, yeah, like you said, I've been involved in, in the nonprofit world, helping them, providing technology, providing free guidance uh, for the last, I don't know, 15 years. So here in town, uh, Perna is on uh, nonprofit boards of uh, GLI, uh, Louisville Urban League, and I believe the YMCA. So very heavily involved in GLI and all the happenings there. Um, we did a uh, we did a golf outing uh, this past year for a client of mine, Gilda's Club, and we have uh, you know owners of companies and uh, high level folks come out play golf for the day, have fun, and we raise money for those guys. Uh, I think we raised maybe fifty thousand dollars for those guys. Which oh, that's a, fantastic! Uh, is that nice... based on Gilda Radner? Yeah. Is that Gilda Radner? Or is that uh, it else? is. Oh, okay. Yep, from from Saturday Night yeah. Live back in the day. She died of uh, yeah, ovarian I cancer, I believe. <laughs> she did. She did, yeah. So, yeah, we're very immersed in the community. We do a lot of work there. We were actually set up to do uh, another golf event this year for Active Hero, Active Heroes. And, uh, of course, that kind of got put on hold until the, uh, until the virus situation uh, gets figured out what we're going to do there. But, uh, and I've done smaller things. You know, I've asked Perna and Radhika, hey, can I do something for Volunteers of America at Christmas time? Can we collect? Uh, can we do that type of thing? We've done, uh, you know, some of these table setups where people, uh, some of the companies like Center for Women has an event and they want company sponsorship. We do a lot of that as well. So um, I respect that about him. Um, yeah, so I, I spent an afternoon with him. Yeah, I spent an afternoon with him, and uh, uh, just a few months back, um, and uh, he and several of the other people that are running a lot of the artificial intelligence uh, in your organization, and it was just fascinating. I mean, just absolute. You, you know those meetings where you, where one realizes they're not the brightest bulb in the in the room. Right. And I mean, the, the, the brain trust on that side of the table was, was just fascinating. It was so interesting to me. Yeah. He, uh, he's a unique individual. Um, he's a, he's a very busy guy, right? So not only do they have VSoft and all of it going on, they have a tandoori fusion. I got to give a shout out to his Indian restaurant here in town, which is super uh, he also has a vineyard. Uh, he has a hops farm. Uh, he's got quite a bit of real estate. And I've watched him walk through the office and talk about artificial intelligence and stuff we're doing for a, for a large client in you know Atlanta, and then go right back into okay, what type of gutters do we need on that real estate? 
uh, office that we've got <laughs> going on. I got I got a new building going up, and then we got the restaurant. What's that menu going to look like? And he and he makes sense of it all, and he does it in a very calm, collective, reserved way, which is uh, which is different than a lot of companies I've worked with. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, no, that's good. I appreciate you sharing that. And um, I know as you and I have talked in the past that you a lot of things on a personal level. Are there any things that, that are driving you right now that, you know, why, why is it you do what you do, I guess, is, is a, the easy way to put the question. I stumbled into technology. Uh, I didn't fill out a, an actual resume until I was 30. I started a, a business <laughs> in college, built it, sold it, uh, lived on the island for a while, came back, started another a marketing business in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, built it, sold it. And then I got into technology, and my, my first my first spot was unique. I went to work for WorldCom, which ended up being the third largest bankruptcy in U.S. history. So that was interesting. <laughs> There's a piece of yeah, history, yeah. It, it is a piece of history. Uh, I go back. Watch to watch for an upcoming episode: the rise and fall of WorldCom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the next one. You got to just keep me out of. I go back to T1s and, and frame relay days in the in the bandwidth yep. world and kind of work my way through all of that into more of a, a tech technology companies where, you know, we were focused in on, uh, you know, routers, switches, servers, managed services, things of that nature. And then uh, I moved over to VSoft really because of the uh, because of the uh, labs division. I'm really I was interested in uh, artificial intelligence and seeing where that's going and how it's being used. Um, you know, I tell everybody that's a, you know, it's not a choice of using technology anymore. It's, uh, it has to be used or you become irrelevant. It's just the challenge I see is how we use it. You know, are we using it right? Um, you know, I see a lot of things on the, uh, on the writing on the wall. You know, we have this uh, robotic process automation and, you know, we're automating everything and getting AI and chatbots and things of that nature. What happens to the people that are doing those jobs today? And just making sure that we're keeping our eye on the on the bigger picture as we roll forward, uh, I think is a, a, a big piece of what we all need to look at. And I'm selling technology, and I still think about that on a daily basis. And when I'm talking to, to companies out there, you know, realizing that uh, automation is great. Um, it, it definitely takes care of a lot of the mundane, uh, you know, work that folks are doing, repetitive. Um, but we also got to look at the bigger picture of, you know, we got folks out there that are, um, you know, collecting paychecks. So it's just a, it's an interesting time that we're going through right now. And then on top of that, we've got the, the virus situation. So we're all sitting at home working. Yeah, that's, uh, that's some really interesting insight. I appreciate you sharing that. Let me ask you this, um, with yep. your diverse background and your ability to, to kind of flex and pivot to any situation that you've done with your startups and selling businesses, Looking back, is there is there any one person or any specific event that you could point to that really kind of shaped your life or inspired you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my dad, I have to say. And uh, <laughs> so I grew up in the farming world, so we worked extremely hard each and every day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that instilled a lot of work ethic. And, um, you know, my, my goal or his goal, let's say, for me was to, finish up ROTC, Air Force ROTC in college and go right into the Air Force as a fighter pilot. He was an A&E mechanic in the Air Force. And uh, I decided not to do that. I decided to start a business. And he said, you will miserably fail at that. 
<laughs> so that gave me the fire. That gave me the fire absolutely to make it work. And oddly enough, I snatched some of his farm workers and put them to work in, uh, in the contracting business. I started. So, over the years, I gained his respect back, but uh, that really was what fueled me. Was, you know, my father saying it's going to fail, and I thought to myself, no, it's not. And that's kind of what who I'm known for today, I guess, is somebody you can trust. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I work extremely hard at it. And, um, you know, I stay, I stay at it uh, no matter what. And uh, I guess that's, that's helped with some of my success over the years. Yeah, and many of the oh, people thanks. that we've uh, uh, interviewed on this podcast and individually, Mark and I, um, there tends to be a common theme of integrity, believe it or not, in some of the more successful yep. people that we interview. You know, it, I think it's important. Um, I think if you tell people... You know, like I, whenever I go in and talk to folks, I, I, I look at a few things, you know, if I'm, I'm talking to a prospect. I look really first and foremost, is there a DNA match? You know, what they want, need, and expect. Are we, and not can we deliver, are we set up to deliver it? That's the most right. important thing. And I learned that really from farming. You know, when people wanted something, were we set up as a farm to to deliver on that. And if we weren't, my dad would walk away and I'll do the same thing today. Nicely. If I can uh, introduce another company, you know, partners that I have, I have quite a few and I've worked with a lot over the years, especially with you, Mark, and now all covered, which is great. But really at the end of the day, is there a DNA match, you know, uh, set expectations and can we meet uh, those expectations? Super important. And all that kind of ties back to what you said, integrity, you know, believing in what you do and, and doing right by folks. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying this episode. We try and make this a podcast which we ourselves want to listen to. We want it to be good. We welcome suggestions, ideas for topics, or even suggested guests to be interviewed. Help us make this something great. Imagine all the work you do every day being featured on a podcast which really emphasizes the meaning of why you do what you do. Something shining a spotlight on all of your effort. This is that place. This is that podcast. Reach out to our team with suggestions or if interested in advertising at brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com. Brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com for details. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And now back to the episode. So you mentioned building up a business and then selling it off and then you built up a marketing company and selling it off. And I don't want to make light of that and I don't want to let that go because those right. two are lifetime achievements right there. Like it, it sounds so simple. Like what were some of the biggest challenges you saw in either one of those or that you overcame in either one of those? The biggest challenge, uh, especially in the contracting business was lack of experience, lack of business knowledge and uh, lack of money. Uh, like I said, dad said, Phil, failed miserably so there wasn't any money given to get that thing started up so that that was difficult and I remember this very 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 well and I can say it now because that was years ago when I went in and the bank <laughs> to get a loan because I needed a loan to buy equipment and they said well you know we need to come out and, and go through your records and things of that nature so I got that squared away we got we got our loan and then we went to the company we we're trying to get this contract with and they said okay what sounds good it sounds like you guys can deliver what we need we want to come out to your warehouse and take a look at all of your equipment 
I paused, I held my breath, and I said, sure, just let me know when. Well, they never came, and I'm glad because I didn't have a warehouse and I didn't have any equipment yet. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You, you fake it till you make it. You know, you, I mean, the biggest, the biggest things I always looked at on the business side when I was on my own was running the business and growing the business. That was it. And how do I manage the change and minimize my risk? You know, I don't want to overextend. You know, if I grow too fast, can I handle the business? Don't say yes to everything and just show up each and every day and work as hard or harder than everybody else you got and try to try to get people in there that are better <laughs> at uh, the things you hired them for than you are and, and try not to control it all um, it was successful um, and uh, yeah I did sell out and got to experience some different things around the world which was nice but uh, it was challenging there were challenging uh, many sleepless nights with all that diversity in the background that you've had, is there is there any one success that you look to? Any one that really, any big win that, that still makes you smile or still gets you excited to this day? Yeah, probably the, uh, <laughs> I, well, there's two. There was the one I was talking about where the guy said, I want to come see your warehouse. <laughs> and we actually signed that. Um, it, it was here in town and we signed a, a contract with the largest developer in the city at the time. And, uh, you know, we were a very, very small three-person company, and that blew us up to over 15 people within one year, and uh, we handled it. But in the, uh, in the technology world, yeah, I, uh, I, was, uh, I had a company I contacted, and uh, it was a lower-level contact. He said, sure, we'll use you on this one piece. But I tell you, our director, you know, kind of likes what you guys are doing. He wouldn't mind meeting with you. Never told me the name. And the guy shows up, happens to be a high school friend. And so we start talking about his network. Uh, back then, it was trying to connect all these facilities together. And uh, he had a competitor's contract laying on his desk. And God. at that point in time, it, it, it was a lot of money, right? It was a frame relay network, about $30,000 a month. That was pretty big back then, 2002. Right. And he said, man, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm looking at these guys. I said, give me a shot. Let me pull in my resources. So we did. I worked all weekend, got my guys in, flew them in. Monday, we signed the thing on a Thursday. And I remember going to get it signed, and it happened to be a bank, and it was locked up after hours. I'm trying to find the guy. I'm stressing out. I'm slopping around in the snow, walking around this bank, slopping around, getting my feet wet, knocking on windows. Finally, he invites me in. We have our pizza, and we get the deal signed. <laughs> That's great. That is great. I've seen in the past, Jeff, you've had multiple different positions within some of the organizations you've worked at, but to me, you've always, you've always had a, a leadership role and that, that isn't really dictated by title. You know, we see people that can probably lead from any position. Would you, you know, agree with that? I do. I think it's uh, an innate trait. Uh, I see that in my, uh, my oldest son actually is heading off to Tulane, which I'm glad the school's opening. He's heading off to Tulane here in right. several weeks. And I see it in him. It's just kind of an innate trait where people look to him and ask. Uh, and I guess that's been for me. Um, I just kind of get out there and do my thing and people, uh, I guess, follow. Um, I, I, I tell people, even when I was running my business or, or director of sales, which I was at my last company, people don't work for me. I do not ever say that. They work with me. You know, I'm working side by right. side. <laughs> I'm not better. I'm not worse. And that's what I like about Perna. You know, that's, 
that's something he always says, you know, surround yourself with good, solid people and treat them with respect. Um, because we're here, you know, we're, we're here to work together. We're not here uh, working for one another. We're kind of going towards the same cause. But yeah, I see that as a kind of either you got it or you don't. Uh, it, yeah. you know, some things can be trained, absolutely. But um, I think that's just one of those traits where people kind of pick up on that uh, on a person and think that's no, the way it I, works. Yeah, that's really good advice. That's really good advice. Let me ask you when it. No, go, go ahead. ahead, Mark. Sorry. I was going to ask when it comes to um, obviously protecting an organization, uh, when you've been a part of different organizations, you know, I'm sure you've had uh, outside influences, whether it be the economy or competition or cybercrime or, or even just your reputation. How have you or positioned yourself or your organization? to protect your brand, to protect that reputation? Well, I think it goes back to what we talked about integrity, you know, making sure that you can deliver on what it is you say you're going to do. And I think that's the most important piece. And that follows you from, you know, if you go job to job, running a business, not running a business, working for some or working with someone, um, I think a community and I've been able to maintain that over the years. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely worked with companies where, uh, you know, we have fell down. Uh, when I was running my own business, we, we fell down on our face. It's just, what do you do about it when it happens? And with technology, it's the same thing. I mean, routers and switches generally work. Green lights on. Well, when it turns red, what happens? Well, something bad. What do you do? You know, what's going to happen uh, when, when things go awry? And it's making sure that uh, you jump in there. A good uh, a good example is uh, a, a guy here in town. I won't use names, but he was uh, a running finance for one of the large television stations in town. And whenever he had a problem on a weekend or a Sunday night, he would call me directly. He knew I couldn't fix it, but he knew I'd get the right person. So I right. got a call from him late, late, late Thursday night, right before Derby, <laughs> several years ago. And I, I gathered the troops very quickly. And at the end of the day, he sent me an email very simply. And he said, hey, you're one of the good guys. Because you hear everything coming out of folks' mouths sometimes when they're selling because they have quotas and a lot of stress on them and things of that nature. It's uh, making sure you back up what you, you know, what you say. I guess Tom Cruise back in the day, I forget what movie it was. Don't write checks, your your tail can't cash. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's really good. You know, it's interesting being a, a part of technology the way that we are. Um, are you yourself, or really is the organization, are you guys leveraging technology to help build your brand, to help to get the word out? Is that working for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, starting off as an IT staffing company, small, you know, we've went from, I guess, some of the, you know, uh, lower level staffing up to the, the high end, really hard to find guys. Um, so we've done a really good job of that. And then by leveraging, uh, you know, our, our, our W2 folks uh, on site, we're able to get into a lot of these, these companies deeper and wider uh, with some of the other services we offer. I think leveraging uh, the folks we have, you know, guys like Conrad, who uh, ran IBM Watson for Eastern Europe, 
is now, you know, hire, uh, is working with Vsoft. And this guy has uh, been instrumental in his team in creating our Vera chatbot, uh, our AI practice, artificial intelligence, some of this, you know, machine learning, deep learning, uh, nowadays, of course, uh, contact tracing, uh, social distancing, you know, utilizing camera systems to, you know, how many folks are in a given area, you know, are they six feet apart? Do they have masks on? Do, uh, what's their temperature? Um, things of like, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, we're leveraging and staying ahead of this stuff. I think right now you've got, you've got early adopters, mainstream and, and kind of late adopters on technology. And I think right now we're right at that line, right at that cut, uh, you know, between the early and the mainstream. I think people are starting to see that, hey, we've got to do something. <laughs> There's not yeah. you know, maybe, maybe we'll think about it, look at the budget. This stuff has to be done. Uh, especially again with this virus, uh, people are have have to start implementing procedures, and a lot of time technology just makes it a lot easier. So we're leveraging our folks and the smart people we have, um, you know, to stay on top of these things and 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 work towards the future. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Conrad is the guy that was in the meeting with me, and so when I was talking about guy. the yeah, when I was talking about the think <laughs> tank and the and the brains on the other side, I mean. He was the guy who was involved in developing Watson for IBM. So um, yeah, I was a, I was fascinated by the things. I mean, I was coming up. He, he was like, well, do you have any ideas about things you'd like to develop? And I was coming up with, I was just off the top of my, I was like imagining things. And he was like, oh, yeah, that could be developed through this and this. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, he's the type of guy that could, like, make an invention just actually become real quickly. It's just yeah, just him and uh, Manoj, him and Manoj both run that, or Manoj actually runs that division. And Conrad, you know, uh, over oversees the AI piece. He's a very smart guy. He starts, you know, getting into this, some of this AI stuff with me with neural networks and things like that. And I'm like, I'm a psych degree, right? I have a psychology degree, right. and I exactly. learned a lot about cognitive psychology and physiological. He goes over me really quick, and it really applies. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. It's just you know AI. Um, he can get past me pretty quick, but he can also explain it very well. We're, you know, an example, you know, we're working with a, a company now doing data analytics on electronic, uh, electric vehicles, right? Uh, pretty neat stuff. You know, that stuff's growing and, uh, you know, Elon knows what he's doing. I've got a lot of these things sitting out there along with other companies too, but it's, it's interesting work. Um, you know, doing uh, some of this uh, contact tracing and social distancing and how, like I said, the camera systems with the AI built in. Uh, automation, I mean, companies are looking at this left and right. Um, it's just to stay competitive, um, you know, it's super important. And the chatbot, you know, using a chatbot, let's say at a university where the uh, students can interact and get information immediately, all types of information, and it continually teaches itself. So it's, it's interesting to me. That's amazing. So let me ask you, all the different things that you've been, startup founder, business owner, living on an island, now working with guys with artificial intelligence, I, what did you want to be when you grew up? compared to where you where, where he landed. Yeah, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, um, let's see. Well, it wasn't a farmer, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we usually we usually get astronaut or policeman. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, mine would have been uh, actually, it, it, to be honest, it would have been a park ranger. I kind of got sold on the outdoors at an early age, of course, farming. But I got into scouts and became an Eagle Scout, which is nice. But I got caught up uh, or got sold and, and really just loved the outdoors and hiking and climbing and, you know, worked for the park service over the years. And I've maintained that throughout the years. I just went to Red River Gorge and camped out a few weekends ago. And I just feel at peace when I walk in the woods. I don't take the phone. I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but I don't. I don't carry weapons. And I typically go alone, uh, minimum four, five, six days. And it's just, uh, it's the best. So, yeah, probably would have been a park ranger, not an astronaut. That's great. That's excellent. So let me ask you this, just as we're wrapping up, is there anything that you would want to have been asked that we didn't ask or anything that you want to share with uh, uh, the audience? I mean, a a lot of people that are listening in, are involved in business, are interested in startups, care about brands and reputations and how to build things? Sure. Well, I think, you know, from my little experience in starting a company, um, uh, put metrics in place always. <laughs> Measure what it is you're doing and uh, keep your eye on the money coming in, the flow of money coming in. Uh, I learned that lesson quick. I overextended a bit with a large company, and I didn't realize that not everybody pays within 30 days. And that really put a strain on, <laughs> on uh, well, on everything, the business, the employees that I had. Uh, that was, uh, so that's something I say to, I guess, new business owner, um, you know, account for everything, show up every day, keep your eye on what's going on and, and put metrics in place. For some of the sales folks out there, I remember when I first started selling back in the day, as everyone says, I asked for a lead list, right? Kind of like the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Where's, give me the good lead. And uh, <laughs> the sales director handed me a phone book and said, there you go, buddy, knock yourself out. So I did. <laughs> and, and that's something you got to do. You got to pick up the phone. You got to email. Phone still works. You can still pick up business that way. And uh, stay to it every day. But over time, develop a network. Uh, start to develop those partnerships, and uh, it'll help you. Uh, and it'll it'll come back in spades. Just make sure they're mutually beneficial. You're doing right by you know whoever it is you're working with. But uh, stand behind what you say. Uh, I think that's super important. That's, uh, that's some great advice. That's some great advice. So uh, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. That is just. Uh, that's great to hear um, about the course that you charted, your experiences. Um, I mean, we love hearing about stuff like that. And we love hearing how um, there are things along the way. There's lessons to be learned for everyone along the way. And uh, you, you've really sure. done a good job of explaining that. I know you were a little hesitant about even, uh, um, you know, being, you know, public speaking and things, right? And I uh, want to let you know you did a fantastic job. It was great. Well, thank you. And thanks for uh, letting me be a part of this, really. I think it's a great idea for you guys. Thanks. Uh, we so appreciate much. the time. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. All right, David, Mark, have yourself a good day. Thank you, sir. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.
Hey everyone, Mark and I would like to invite you to listen in on our two bonus episodes, a two-part series on the rise and fall of one of the world's most iconic brands. One man's vision where he recognizes the baby boom even before it was a term that was used. He grew an international business that was worth billions of dollars. In just a few years, it is liquidated in bankruptcy. It's not what you think. It's not due to e-commerce or anything like Amazon or other large retailers. Come listen and find out. We promise you won't be disappointed when we discuss the rise and fall of Toys R Us. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening.